0: What's up guys and welcome back to It's Called Football. My name is Otis.
1: My name's Jose and we are switching up our style a little bit. Uh, We're only going to be releasing one podcast episode a week and that's not only because it's more convenient for us but we also want to actually deep dive into comments and uh, explore more different topics and I feel like when we do two episodes a week based on our schedules maybe we're a little bit rushed. So hopefully we're going to be switching to our approach and uh, making this a little more enjoyable to listen to and more enjoyable for us to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, so in today's uh, episode, we'll be covering a lot of the trending news that's happened over the past week. We'll talk about um, the fixtures from last week that we predicted. We'll cover some of the UCL events and we'll predict the upcoming fixtures, the big games for this weekend. And there's quite a few of them.
1: Yeah, a, a lot happened. Um First of all, to follow up on a story we did last week, and a story that's really everywhere, Uh Grin and Xhaka and the Arsenal fiasco. Even, <laughs> even when we're doing good, we're doing bad. And when we're doing bad, it's an absolute shit show. And uh, Xhaka has officially been stripped of his captaincy role. Not only that, but he's uh, not in the squad anytime soon. Emery says that he's not ready to play. But there are whispers that he's requested to leave.
0: Yeah, I know that I saw some reports saying that Newcastle was interested in making a move for him in January, along with some unnamed Bundesliga club. But I'm not sure how how true that is because it's pretty easy to link him back to where he came from in the Bundesliga.
1: Definitely, definitely. And it's super easy to write a fake story and get clicks on your websites for it. So as far as what is real, we'll definitely see. Uh, I personally think he can do a little better than a Newcastle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can. I think Newcastle are trying to be on the up and up, but they're still struggling a little bit. Um, If he does go back to the Bundesliga, I think he would do great at a team like, um,
1: I don't know, maybe a Schalke? In my opinion, he's already made that step. You know, he captained Gladbach in the past. And I think at his age and his role... At Arsenal before, and his role internationally, he's going to look for something better than that. Um, there were always rumors of Inter in the summer. I think Inter may have moved past the point where they would have wanted him, because I think they've obviously started off very well. Uh, but you look at other teams in Italy, and AC Milan, a team that needs, for lack of a better word, a leader, <laughs> despite how we've seen this debacle unfold. Um... He's got options. Okay,
0: I'm interested to see how that one unfolds. Uh, do you think he's ever going to play for Arsenal again?
1: No, no, he's not going to. Okay. At this point, it's just gone too I mean, far. it's it's
0: it's it's November, so January isn't that far away. Exactly.
1: And if he was going to play, like, it's definitely tarnished now because they should have stripped him of the captaincy when it happened. You know, there's so much delay in action being taken. Not only by the club, but by the manager. Unai Emery also needs to take a lot... Most of the blame, in my opinion, for everything that happened. And it's a ticking time bomb. Everybody's
0: turned on Emery. Well, I think if you guys lose to Leicester which we'll get into later. I think he's gone. I think it's over. I think it's done. Uh, but sticking with the Bundesliga, but moving on to a different story, we've got um, reports coming out of... of uh, Not Germany. Austria. Reports coming out of Austria saying that Erling Holland uh, will reject a move. Yeah, I know he's been... Um, scouted by some of the biggest clubs in Europe, yeah. um, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, I know Real Madrid, were looking at him at one point, uh, apparently he's going to snub all of those clubs and join sister club RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga.
1: Yeah, so this is very interesting from a financial perspective and from a business outlook because obviously RB Salzburg and RB Leipzig are connected. Uh, is there even a transfer fee that needs to be paid? Or is this something that's communicated between both clubs? Since they do have that overarching... Uh, what, I don't even know what to call...
0: Right, so the um, there will be some sort of transfer fee involved. It, speaking from what I've seen um, personally with my own club in City and the City Football Group and how they have multiple clubs that like kind of
1: flow yeah.
0: players back and forth, there are transfer fees in quotes that are put in place in these deals um of course it's it's all in the same pool of money they're sharing
1: yeah but, uh, it's like transferring from your check
0: to your savings basically yeah okay yeah yeah so there I mean, i'm sure there will be some type of transfer fee involved is that
1: legal <laughs> like,
0: yeah it is
1: wow yeah
0: it is um so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move, uh, smart by RB Leipzig, to snap him up.
1: Yes. Yeah, Hot young
0: striker, Timo Werner leaving. Exactly. You know, so they exactly. need to fill that number nine. I think it's a smart move. Um, cheap uh,
1: move, as so it will turn out to be. Extremely
0: cheap. And again, sticking with the Bundesliga, but moving on to another story. Um, reports came out yesterday saying that Bayern Munich have actually dismissed the um, report saying that Arsene, they were interested in Arsene Wenger. Uh, as being a manager, but according to some statements that literally just came out.
1: As we were starting to uh, get this ready. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, and and Wenger came out like a boss, I gotta say. And he just said, you know, I'm not represented by anyone. I have no agent. No one speaks for me. And he said exactly what happened. Uh, he received a call from the Bayern bigwigs. And he didn't answer, so he called him back and they're going to talk next week. He just threw everything out the window. He said this, what's up? And I, for one, would love to see it. You know, Wenger is someone who's shown a lot of loyalty. He's not a perfect person. And he may have made a lot of mistakes towards the end of his Arsenal career. A lot. But he's definitely of the pedigree and of the skill level for a top, top team like Bayern.
0: So I'm a fan of this move for two reasons. One because I think it'll get Bayern playing some really nice, free-flowing attacking football. Two, that means Eric ten Hag isn't going anywhere exactly. for the time Personal. being. For the time being, he'll stay yeah. at Ajax, which I also really like. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think it's a good move for Wenger. I think it's a good move for Bayern. It'll be interesting to see Wenger come back into management um, and how he can cope with playing in a completely different league. Um, I've, from what I hear, he already speaks German.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, he's. So, yeah, he's exactly. Amazing. So it's a,
0: yeah, it's a, it almost sounds like a perfect fit. So we'll see what happens.
1: I, um, I could see Grand Xhaka potentially going to Byron if Wenger makes that move because Byron were one of the teams interested in him in the past. And in now the it won't past. happen. Yeah, in the past two or three years, let me finish. And he'll go for a super cheap fee now that obviously everything's deteriorated at Arsenal. Okay. Just, yeah, just I keep don't. An eye out if, I don't think Granite Xhaka
0: is Byron quality.
1: i never said that. I just said what I was thinking.
0: Okay. Well, let's keep that to ourselves. Uh, Real Madrid apparently offer 70 million plus bail for Raheem Sterling.
1: You can keep that to yourself. It's fake. All right. Moving on. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah uh it's it's not going to happen I don't think city are dumb enough to take a an almost thirty one year old guy that has the niece of a forty year old in exchange for one of the most exciting young prospects in europe also seventy million they,
0: they don't need, they don't need it they don't need it no simple um so yeah, it's probably not going to happen, although it did come from some respectable sources i will say um reporting through Sky, um, saying that 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 deal, they they did contact City for Mm -hmm. Sterling. I know that um, they've sent representatives or, I'm sorry, scouts to watch Sterling in a few different games um, with England as well as with City. So they are interested in in bringing him in. I just don't think they're going to get him for 70 million plus bail.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it was more of a perspective offer, just testing the waters. Lampard, Frank Lampard, is the manager of the month in the Premier League for the month of October. Deserved. (laughs) I don't think any, I mean, I can see why he won it, but you'd have to look at Sheffield's manager. uh, Brendan uh, Rodgers? I forget his name. Brendan Rodgers, of course, yes. There have been a lot of overperforming teams, I would say.
0: I think Brendan Rodgers should have won it, if I'm being completely honest, but.
1: I see why Lampard got it. I must
0: say. Sure. Yeah. I, I. I. don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I. Yeah. Chelsea. He's turned them around. Since how they started, obviously, wasn't the best, and they're what seven, eight wins on the bounce now. I don't even know. They're. They just yeah. Keep winning. Um. So yeah. Like I get it and I understand it, but I don't know. Um. I feel like it, it, if, it, if it wasn't going to be Klopp, it should have been
1: it, I mean, I don't think Klopp, Klopp would have deserved it. I mean, they're, Liverpool isn't playing they're, they're getting the results, yes and that's what matters at the end of the day but they're not playing as well as they have in the past, as well as we're used to seeing Liverpool play. Uh, I think the reason Lampard got over Rodgers is simply the amount of time that he's had You know, Rodgers came in partway through last season and he's had time to kind of Stamp his brand. Yeah. Lampard's—they've all done a really good job. Very true.
0: Getting. I'm just saying, there was a 9 0 in there for Brennan Rogers. Okay, you, uh, okay. you can't—you
1: can't take that for granted. No, you can't. But also, that doesn't define a month. No, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't. But
1: we could argue over this all day. We—we we honestly could just pick any topic and just argue over Right on each other yeah. for it. Uh, so,
0: next up, in the final topic for our news section, if you will, uh, Balotelli was racially ab- abused by uh, Verona... Hayas Veronas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Couldn't care less, to be honest. Um, and he tried to walk off the pitch. He kicked the ball into his stands. He tried to walk off the pitch. Um, and obviously, everybody like tried to calm him down.
1: It was the fans that were abusing him, by the way. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, um... So, Brescia's Ultras, the team that uh, Balotelli plays for, have actually come out in support of the Verona's Ultras.
1: We saw this not too long ago.
0: Yeah, calling Balotelli, their own player, who was racially abused,
1: arrogant. That's so ridiculous. We saw this with the Inter fans and Lukaku supporting the Cagliari fans. Now we see it with Brescia and Hedges Verona. When's it gonna stop? I don't know it's if ridiculous. And, it's...
0: and I mean, this tarnishes the name of Syria every time it happens, and it seems to be happening every single week. More and more often. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, what else is there to say? We don't uh, we we'll talk, talk about, about it every week. I mean, we talk about it all. Yeah, like, and it's sad because it's like you. St- it stops getting the coverage it deserves because it happens so often.
1: Yeah, so just like school shootings in the United States. Yeah, but we're not a political podcast. <laughs>
0: okay, Yeah, um, so moving on to some predictions that we had made nice on the second. last podcast. <laughs> um, let's just run through these.
1: Starting with a team that can't shoot for
0: shit. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal versus Wolves. We had both predicted a two-one to Arsenal, but it ended up being a two-one <laughs> to Wo- or one-one. I'm sorry. Yeah, one-one draw. Uh, Sevilla versus Let's Go Madrid I predicted a 1-1 stalemate You predicted, what did you predict? A 2-1 to Sevilla And it was looking that way
1: But it didn't end that way <laughs> It's
0: all about the results uh, It ended up 1-1 uh, Real Madrid versus Real Batiste. Um, What Batiste I said 2-2 draw You said 2-0, it ended up being a 0-0 Don't think anybody saw that one coming
1: Shout out Real Madrid being as inconsistent as they come <laughs> sounds about right.
0: Marseille versus Lille. Um, I predicted a 3-1 to Lille. You predicted a 2-1 to Lille. And, um, 2-1 Marseille?
1: 2-1 Marseille. We're great at this. Yes. <laughs> Why um, did we decide to do this in the first place? I don't
0: know. Now, on to one that we both have some personal investment in. saint Etienne versus Monaco. And I said 3-2 to Monaco. And you said 2-2 draw. And ended up being 1-0 to saint Etienne. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about what happened to William Saliba?
1: So I'll be completely honest, I don't know the most about this topic, but it looks like initially they had thought he had uh, completely fractured his fifth metatarsal, which if you know uh, any of Neymar's recent injury struggles, the metatarsals are a really finicky group of bones in your foot, uh, and simply it only takes time to heal. There's not much you can do about it, and all that being said... For, I would say, specifically attackers and defenders, not as much as the midfield, but for those two ends of the pitch, you're facing a lot of contact, especially Neymar's position where people can only attempt to take you out. And that's the only way you can actually uh, get stopped. You know, this is why people are always amazed at Maradona's career, because he managed to stay semi-healthy in an era where people would break your leg. You know, that was a lot more common back in the 70s. in 80s than it is now. But uh back to the topic at hand, Matthew's or I'm sorry, Willie Saliba, uh Saint Etienne Defender on loan from Arsenal. They thought he had broken the merit's arsenal. Turns out it's not as bad as initially thought, and he could be back in the next month. Maybe they still don't necessarily have a timeline for it. But he shut down with some Ben Yetter and Monaco's lethal attack. Uh, which you know more about.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm rolling my eyes, but you guys can't see that. Um, Because unfortunately, Monaco did not score. I was hoping they could pull off the win here. It would have been massive in terms of trying to work the way back up the table uh, from the horrible start that they had at the beginning of the season. Um, I will save you guys a rant about Monaco, and we'll move on to the Turin derby, Torino versus Juve. And this one ended up 1-0 to Juve, and I had predicted a 2-0 to Juve. You predicted a 3-1. So, yeah,
1: Juve. Uh, kind of like you say, they're getting the results and that's what matters. But I think more matters than that, and they haven't clicked on all cylinders yet.
0: No, no sorry, ball just yet, huh?
1: Not, not yet. And
0: uh, maybe notably, it, I tell you what, I tell you what, give it until the summer when when sorry brings in Jorginho and we we'll oh to sit at the base <laughs> of the midfield for Juve, and we'll see how that. You think sorry's going to be there in the summer? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I think he will be. I think
1: so. Who, are the, who else are they going to bring in? I think he'll. I think he'll make it to the summer. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens once Zidane is out of Real Madrid.
0: What do you think? The Real Madrid are going to bring in? Sarri?
1: No, I'm thinking Juventus. Oh, well, then who the that heck are Real Madrid going to bring in? That's that's a whole another conversation. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, oh god.
0: Eh. Mourinho?
1: you love to see it. Oh, please go somewhere. <laughs> He's going to end up at Arsenal. Just wait. We keep throwing out these same names every week. Like, there's not a plethora of exciting young managers developing out of these mentor roles that, you know, Guardiola has had for Arteta, um, etc. But you look at Nagelsmann. You look at <laughs> other names I'm blanking on. But the Bundesliga is full of talent. Yeah, so, and
0: we'll see what happens with that.
1: One of them may make um, a big jump.
0: Next, we're going to talk about some of the stuff, the big talking points from the uh Champions League games that just happened this week. Uh first and foremost, Barcelona draw to Slavia Prague at the Camp now. Valverde's got to go. He, he's he's awful. They looked <laughs> uninspired. I don't know yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. A 0-0 to Slavia Prague
1: at home in Barcelona. It's a funny spot that we see a lot of managers in where uh, we all know they're out of their death. They know they're out of it, and there's nothing they can do but say fake positive commentary on the game and go back out and make the same mistakes again. Right. It's just a matter of time and poor dudes being left out to dry. Deservedly so. <laughs> they, they should
0: get rid of them now, in my opinion. Definitely. Um, next up, the probably the craziest game from this week. Chelsea versus Ajax ends in a four-four. Could have been five-four, but the goal was uh, was called back. The Which one, one? Uh, the last one, uh, Askew to uh, was it Bashwai? No, I think I, I don't know. There was one where Ask Ask I can't even say his name right yeah? now. Yeah, as, Ask as some of the Chelsea fans refer to him. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Laquella, yeah. Okay. Uh, Aspiliqueda. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> there was a, a second goal he scored. I think I got called back. I can't remember. There was a there was a lot of goals, a lot of VAR decisions. Uh, this one ended up 4-4, though. So, what are your thoughts on the game? I am, it's a little bittersweet, happy, because, you know, Pulisic, who plays for Chelsea, but also, you know I love me some Ajax, and they are now, both teams are, are, high for the in the group
1: yeah i have no problem with the result just makes things more interesting i could care less what chelsea does um i've got a soft spot for ix for sure and i do hope they end up going through but i don't mind watching other teams struggle <laughs> simple as that
0: <laughs> um so next we're going to talk about another team that fought back dortmund Fights back uh, and wins 3-2 against Inter.
1: Yeah, two great games from them in the yeah. group stage. I love it. Unexpectedly. Uh, who's the other team in the group? I I forget. I'm blanking on it. But it sounds like one of Dortmund or Inter is going to be dropping to the Europa League. Ooh. Are you scared? <laughs> it, no, I'm not scared. Arsenal has no chance of winning it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the way we're going right now.
0: Oh, that's right. It's Barcelona.
1: There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that says it all. Yeah. Uh, so right
0: now, it's it looks like it's going to be Inter that drops down.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a dangerous team. I would say more dangerous than Dorman. Oh yeah, especially in the Ripley. they would they would clean up shop. Definitely, they would clean up shop.
0: Um, next up, we're going to talk about the the absolute mess, the shambles that was the Atalanta versus Man City game. Um, so let's just. It ended in a one-one draw, but let's talk about what led to that.
1: Yeah, so uh, basically, Ederson got injured, and Kyle Walker is your starting goalkeeper against Liverpool this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's a massive oversimplification of what happened, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, they pulled off Ederson at halftime because he he uh, it was more precautionary. Um, he had a little knock some type of muscular injury. So they brought on Claudio Bravo, who not only concedes within the first minute or so of him being on the field. Gotta love it. Then he goes and gets a red card, which I'm not sure if it was necessarily a red card, but but it got called. It got called. It went to VAR, whatever. It, it happened. So who do they bring on as the goalkeeper replacement? None other than Kyle Walker. Um, and he actually, funny enough, Make, made made, a save. made more saves than both Ederson and yeah. <laughs> Bravo did in the entire game.
1: Mind you, if you look at the free kick, it was one of the most oh. free kicks you'll see. No. And he spilled it. He <laughs> yeah. spilled it, but he But recovered. he did it. Yeah. He did um, it. So,
0: funny enough, City are actually selling Kyle Walker goalkeeper kits on their website. You guys go check those out if you
1: have the funds to pay for them. <laughs> they yeah. are a little expensive. Really uh, interesting to watch. And, you know, you can never predict what's gonna happen in a football match it's football um it's called football ah uh, make sure you leave a like and subscribe all right (laughs) yikes (laughs) (laughs) moving Um, on real
0: madrid absolutely walk over galatasaray 6-0 and your boy rodrigo gets his first hat trick
1: yeah yeah really happy for him um stepping into the role that many thought vinicius jr would be taking and he seems to be doing better yeah yeah and it sounds like uh from several reports that Vinicius isn't necessarily uh all that madrid were hoping of him and he's kind of disillusioned with the entire project and might be seeking a way out oh, not wow. to tie it back to arsenal but it do had uh done some scouting for him and there have been a lot of other teams that have been interested in him uh since the summertime so it could be the end of Vinicius at real madrid interesting they paid so much money for him. He was supposed to be the next big
0: exactly, the next big thing. It was supposed to be Vinicius, Brahim, uh, Rodrigo, that young core of talent that they were supposed to. And it looks like Rodrigo is the only one that's working out because uh, Brahim is looking for a way out as well. Yeah. So next we're going to move into our predictions for this weekend. We've got some absolutely massive games. Um, first up, we're going to start with... What is arguably...
1: The funniest matchup of the week. Yeah, Leicester (laughs) City
0: versus Arsenal. Uh, Or I should say Jamie Vardy versus
1: Arsenal. (laughs) Um, I'm not even concerned about the back line. Like, we know it's trash. There's no doubt about it. There's just no... And I don't even think it's the personnel. It's the coaching. I'm more worried about the front line. Aubameyang is stalling on a new deal, even though he's just been announced captain. Lacazette looks pissed off just a step on the field and I can't blame him because there's no connectivity between there's no service it, there's no service meanwhile the one person who's known for providing service left on the bench so I'm tired of talking about it uh Lester's gonna win 2-1 I predict 2-1 Arsenal because I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm just that stubborn but we all know what I really think
0: I'm going for a 3-1 to Lester
1: I'd be so happy if they got top four Lester yeah yeah After everything that happened, they got to be favorites right now.
0: Yeah, I think they will.
1: After everything that happened with their chairman last year, uh, rest in peace, and obviously the magic that they brought to the Premier League when they won it a few years ago, it's great to see a team actually establish themselves in the modern day as a relevant team. And they've done just that. They've got such a young squad, and they're going to keep getting better.
0: Yeah. Um, They're an exciting team. They're fun to watch. Brendan Rodgers has got and playing some really good football. So, again, like I said, I think they will they will be Arsenal at home um, Next up, probably the biggest matchup
1: 100% This weekend 100% um,
0: There's some other ones that could rival it But this is probably the biggest one Liverpool versus City, Man City
1: Yeah, how do you feel about that one?
0: Uh, not good <laughs> Let's see We're missing Ederson, Rodri, Laporte, Sané, Zinchenko, and David Silva so, so not good, not not I don't good know what at all. You. Not I don't not know good at all. You. We are in a full-blown injury crisis. Um, so, personally, I don't know how we're going to get a win at Anfield. Uh, so, I'm going to say Liverpool are going to win. I am, however, going to say Raheem Sterling is going to score at Anfield, and it'll be like we won because Raheem <laughs> scored. And Sterling scored at Anfield. Um, so, I'm going to go for a 4-2 to Liverpool.
1: It's hard not to go with a uh, Liverpool win, especially because Bravo's most likely going to be in goal. Which, uh, I th- one thing I don't think is talked about enough is how horrible Pep's recruitment was that first year at City. When he brought in Bravo and Nolito.
0: <laughs> well, you got to remember how good Bravo was when he was in Spain. Oh, yeah. No,
1: I, I thought it was a great move at the time. But as okay. soon as he came to... Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, but let me at least talk about, about it. it. Go ahead, yes, For someone who likes to uh, call me out for talking about Arsenal all the time, you don't want to talk about the bad things about City.
0: I'm not. No, what I'm saying is everything you're saying. You said how horrible it was, but at the time you thought it was good. I'm saying hindsight's always twenty twenty. You can always oh, see your mistakes after they've played out. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's just crazy how the moment he came to City, he just went to shit. Immediately. Uh, Hopefully, he brings something back because I've got a 2-2 draw predicted for this game. I don't think Liverpool are uh, as good as their results will show right now. Hopefully, City can pull a win out. We
0: definitely need it. But moving on to the biggest game in France this weekend, Marseille versus Lyon. Um, I've got personally a 2-1 win for Lyon. I think they've got too much talent for Marseille.
1: I've got a 2-1 to Marseille. I think Leon does have more talent, but I don't think they can put it together okay. in a package that actually uh, wins games.
0: Interesting. Is that is that, do you think it's because they've only had so much time under uh, Rudy Garcia?
1: That's definitely part of it. Um, it's, I, I wish I even knew. Obviously, getting a new manager in is a transitional period, but... You expect the performances to turn around. You expect players to want will. to prove themselves. I mean, themselves. they
0: just—they just beat Benfica three. Was it three-one in the Champions League? So they're coming off the back of a, of a good performance.
1: Yes. However, Spurs performed great in the Champions League, and then in the league, they were completely trash. And breaking legs. And oh my god. <laughs> Andre Gomez might play before the end of the season. Yeah, that's a very optimistic outlook,
0: and I'm happy that he's has Got to a get, leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to get back. Um, did you call this game? Yeah. You did, you did. Yeah. You said Marseille. Two, two one, one Marseille. Okay. Next up, we've got Derek Klassiker. We've got Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund, and I'm going to go. Neither one of these teams are playing at their best right now. No, so,
1: Dortmund's in second, Bayern's in fourth.
0: And and uh, Jerome Boateng is out for this game. Nicolas Sula is still injured. They just fired Nico Kovac. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think they're gonna win. I'm still gonna go with Bayern. I think it's gonna be a two nil to Bayern.
1: I'm picking a two one. Uh, Bayern are too good. And Dortmund's too inconsistent. Is that
0: simple. Jadon Sancho's good, but he can only do so much. Um, and next up, we've got the biggest game in Italy, Juve versus AC Milan. Um, AC Milan, who have not been playing very well, sitting in 11th spot versus league leaders, Juve. League leaders, by small margin, enters breathing down their neck. I'm going for a 3-1 to, to Juve. I think they will concede because they just have been all season.
1: I'm going to go 2-0. Uh, AC Milan's another team with a good amount of talent and no way to pull it together. And by this point in the season, in November, you're going to see the teams that are going to be in the hunt and the ones that are going to struggle to maintain any sort of relevancy, and that's AC Milan. Unfortunately. um, I'd love to see
0: Wenger go there. Ew. Wenger and Gazitas at AC Milan with Ibra. (laughs) How
1: do you like that? (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about that for a second?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're already talking about AC Milan.
1: Yeah. So, uh, LA Galaxy's chairman i think it was uh came out and said that zlatan has been sold to ac milan uh obviously it's not the january transfer window yet for european teams but uh looks like (laughs) zlatan's in his on his way out of the mls having not won a trophy with the galaxy which is what he said he would do uh still performing at a super high level at almost 38 years old he's gonna do just fine in milan i think uh but is he going to want to go to a team without Champions League games he, he's to play? You know? a,
0: he's a, he was just at a team without Champions League games to play.
1: Yes, a team in North America that can't
0: play in the European <laughs> Champions League. Yes, I don't think that's going to bother him as much um, because of the situation he's in. He's AC, old. AC Milan a Historic Club, he's been there before. So I think he'll be fine with... Coming in as the savior, if you will. You know, he it'll feed into, oh, it, it'll feed into that ego that, oh, yeah. that he has. Um, Which I think is
1: just a game by now. Like, yeah, he chuckles when he talks about
0: it's, it now. It's, <laughs> it's kind of it's like Floyd Mayweather. It's a character that he's putting on. Yeah. I right. don't think he's actually that arrogant.
1: It made him a lot of money. So yeah, I exactly. I
0: mean, Zlatan has made a lot of money off of it, too. Um, so next, still, I, I thought you were talking about
1: oh Mayweather. Yeah, no, worry, no worries, he's
0: not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> next up, sticking with the MLS, the biggest game of the season, yes. which we almost forgot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Seattle versus Toronto and the MLS Cup final. Um, so I, am, I know you've said it. You've voiced your, your opinions on this in the past. Um, and I completely agree with you. I'm sick and tired of seeing these teams in the final. The same few teams every year. They're
1: there for a reason.
0: You're, I mean, you're not wrong. Unfortunately, <laughs> but I'm sick and tired of it. I really, yeah. I really wanted to see LAFC go all the way with Carlos Vela. Definitely. Uh, unfortunately, they lost to Seattle. Uh,
1: uh, who do you have for this one? So, uh, didn't Seattle lose to Atlanta last year? They, because they, I'm pretty. Was it Seattle? I'm Portland. Portland. Or was it Portland? It I apologize. My bad. But Seattle is a team that, obviously, like we just said, has a lot of pedigree in the MLS. Uh, but first, I want to talk about Toronto. You know, they know how to win, and they do it well. However, losing Giovinco last year, uh, Pozuelo has done a great job in his plays, but I don't think it's the same team. I don't think they have the same spark that they had before. They know how to play a game dirty. However, I think Seattle has more talent.
0: Play a game dirty. Shout out Michael Bradley. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, Seattle has more talent. They've... Also fought through games and made games ugly, but they still have a spark that uh, you just don't see on the other side. And I think Seattle's going to win. It's going to be interesting to see if Brad Smith can play for Seattle. Uh, I know he picked up a slight injury last game, and I haven't had the chance to see if he'll be eligible uh, for the final. But I've got Seattle winning it 3-1.
0: Um, okay, so I am also gonna side with you. I think Seattle will win, but I'm gonna go for a three nil. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I, okay. I I'm going for a three nil. I think Seattle will
1: shut it down. Um and I, I, I hope they can actually pull it off. So for those of you betting that means that Toronto's gonna win four <laughs> one. <laughs> we both went for Seattle. Wow. Um and speaking of which yeah, never mind. Never mind. I was looking at something else. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we are going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Let us know what you think about our new uh, slightly longer format. Definitely find us on our Fantasy Football League uh, for the Premier League. I think we're still losing. <laughs> but the winner at the end of the year will get a $50 gift card provided by us. Uh mostly Otis. ICF. (laughs) Yes. Now, please just make sure to find us on Twitter at called football, Instagram, it's called football USA. And last but not least, YouTube, it's called football, leave a like, subscribe, let us know what you want us to talk about. And we'll be
0: dropping more content on YouTube as well. Not in the podcast format, but actual videos coming soon,
1: coming soon. Some very, very uh, unfortunate videos that we had to record. (laughs) But with all that said, my name's Jose. My name's Jodis. We'll catch you guys on the next video.